From the studios of Boise State Public Radio News, I'm Gemma Gaudette. More Idaho Matters right now. Tomorrow, Ballet Idaho will be returning to the stage for their first show of the year, Anthology. This performance will be made up of three unique dances showcasing diverse choreography and music for what will be sure to be a special evening of entertainment. So joining us now to talk more about the upcoming show are Garrett Anderson, Artistic Director of Ballet Idaho, and Ann Mueller, Associate Artistic Director. Welcome, both of you. Thank you. Good to be here. Uh, So as I mentioned, Anthology is a collection of three different works, including Man in Black, and this will feature the music of Johnny Cash. So Garrett, can you tell us a little bit about this? Yeah, this piece, uh, it's a really special piece. It's uh, it was choreographed by James Kadelka. He's a very well-known choreographer. He was the artistic director of National Ballet of Canada for a long time. I worked with him in San Francisco Ballet. Anne has worked with him in Oregon Ballet Theaters. He's just a, he's a big name in the ballet world. Um, and this is really not a ballet. So for him, it's a very different piece. Um, it's made for four dancers. They are wearing cowboy boots. They're performing to six covers from uh, Johnny Cash's uh, last recording. So it's a it's a very serious tone. It's a very, there's a lot of gravitas mm. in his voice. There's a lot of sort of darkness in the, in the music and in the lighting design as well. Um, but it's a mm. really, really special piece. So we're, we're very excited to bring it to the rep. So, and then tell us about the next piece, Extremely Close, um, because this, has what lots of feathers and things like that so tell us a little bit about this yeah it does it's a it's a very theatrical piece it's probably the most theatrical of the three in terms of production elements there's these movable walls as well as a stage full of feathers so it's it's a really thrilling piece to watch it's kinetic not only because of the movement because but also because of these movable walls and they're kind of mysteriously moved. I won't give all the secrets of how it works because we want people to come see that. Uh, but it's it's uh, as precisely choreographed as the steps. So it's a very kinetic piece. It showcases lots of different people in the company. And the choreographer Alejandro Cerudo uh, is a is a very prominent contemporary choreographer. And we've done a number of his works. So it's it's extra fun and exciting to see our dancers uh, really be at home in his choreographic style. Yeah, this okay. piece, I'll just add off this, looking at a picture on my wall from the last performance I did with uh, Hubbard Street Dance Chicago, which was where Alejandro really started his choreographic career. He was a dancer there and then the resident choreographer. Um, and so it's a really special piece for me to bring with that memory of it being my last performance. Oh, okay. I want to talk more about this final piece. So this, um, this is something that you both jointly choreographed, but you did it without seeing each other's work. So I I want both of you to talk about this. So, so maybe Garrett, you start, but this sounds fascinating. Yeah, it was a bit of an experiment. We, we knew we liked choreographing together because we, uh, we ended last season with a new production of Swan Lake that we co-choreographed. Um, But with that, we had a a plan. We kind of worked off and on, you know, in the studio together and separately. With this piece, partly the way the schedule worked out, we realized we needed to break up the time differently. And we thought it would be a fun experiment to to use uh, different sort of teams of dancers, as we called it, team 
AM and Team GA. And we we created some content separately and sort of developed a vocabulary. And then and then we got in the studio and kind of did a reveal and saw what each other had made and then finished the piece together. But Anne, why don't you say what it was like from your perspective? I had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, it was an absolute blast. Um, Garrett started off the process. So he choreographed the majority of his content in the first two weeks of our rehearsal period. And then I started on the third week and I, I debated, do I want to see what he did before I start or while I'm in process or do I want to just, you know, get most of my content out there and um, and not know and have it be a little bit more of a mystery. So we went with that plan and it was it was really fun when we did eventually bring the two teams together and we started sort of sewing the sections together. There were moments where it felt like almost magical how they fit together. Um, and I should say, you know, we weren't going completely blind. We had mapped out the musical score mm -hmm. and we, you know, we're, were specific about who was choreographic, choreographing when. And then we also talked about, you know, this group of people is going to exit this direction. So we didn't create problems for ourselves. Yeah. So when was the first time the two of you actually physically saw this piece together? Two and a half weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And what did you think when you saw it? Oh, it's so much fun. I mean, we knew, we know each other's style and sort of choreographic voice. Uh, we knew mm -hmm. that there's going to be a, a sort of a contrast, but a compliment as well. And um, we had, we had picked the music to emulate that. So we, we chose music with the, through the advice of, of one of the musicians, Jake Saunders, who brought in a violist, Aubrey Holmes. And um, we we had a lot of fun just sort of talking about what music would fit this idea with two choreographic voices. So we ended up with mm -hmm. solo sections, one for cello, one for viola, and then a duet section. Um, and these are all by composer Mark Mellitz, who's based in Chicago, um, contemporary composer. And so just having the, the interplay of the music and the movement and just these two voices coming together, both visually and audibly with the music, um, was it was a really fun fun experiment. So, I mean, at least as you said, Anne, with knowing where dancers were exiting and all of that, I mean, when you saw it, it wasn't like anybody was running into each other or anything like that. Not intentionally. No. Not by design. Definitely places where we had to sort of massage the, you know, the overlap, <laughs> but it was, it was a great, uh, it was a fun challenge. It was yeah. an exciting challenge. And I think it was the first time Garrett and I have worked together. This is our sixth year working together. And we'd mm -hmm. never been in the studio, just the two of us dancing around because, you know, that's not the focus of our job <laughs> these days. But, <laughs> yeah. But this piece gave us an opportunity to do that. And it was a real blast. Yeah. There was one day where we thought, okay, we need, we're almost there, but we need a finale phrase. So let's just make that before rehearsal. Instead of doing it on the dancers, we kind of did it together in the studio. And it was, yeah, we realized this has never happened. <laughs> so oh, that's so great. So talk to us a little bit then about the venue, because um, the, where, where you're doing this, this time around, it's going to be a bit more of an intimate setting, correct? Yeah, that's one of the things we we really enjoy. And we get the feedback from our audience as well, that it is the one show a year that we do in the Spec Center. So in comparison to our typical venue of the Morrison Center, which mm -hmm. has over 2,000 seats, the Spec Center is just over 400 seats. So it's a much more intimate setting. You get to experience the dance you know, very differently because you are so close. You see the sweat, you you hear them breathing, you see the eye contact and the expression on their faces much more. 
Um, so it's, it's just a different, different kind of exchange with the energy. Also for the dancers, they feel the audience differently in that space, um, as do mm-hmm. we. So how long will this, uh, this performance be running? We open Thursday and we go Thursday, Friday, two shows on Saturday, and then another matinee on Super Bowl Sunday. So uh, we're, and, we're just five shows. So And folks can still get tickets. They can. Yeah. It's, it's filling up. A couple of those shows are filling up, but we, we still have some space. Well, this has been such a pleasure talking with both of you. And, um, and I really appreciate your time to tell us about this, this new performance. Always great to talk to you, Gemma. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Idaho Matters. Boise State Public Radio and Idaho Matters are members of the NPR network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Gemma Gaudet. We'll see you tomorrow. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, we're taking center stage. Introducing NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of Black-led stories from NPR's podcasts. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.